Hello, and welcome to the History Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there are a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very much for listening to mine. This is a podcast I did with a man named Bill Tavesky. He's a very interesting fella, but it's not, you know, this is not a podcast that I would characterize as something where I'm talking to an expert, although you can kind of see it as a primary source document of two people um, talking about 2020, 2021, and a little bit before that. We talk mostly about podcasting and some other things. Generally, this is a, uh, I would characterize it as a conversation uh, that you would have with a, with a friend. Uh, and that's what Bill Tavesky is. He's a, he's a friend of mine I've, I met through podcasting, um, and he's been a great help to me. He was a great help to me for this podcast because, again, this is one of the series of podcasts that, that came out of me announcing to Reddit that I needed to run a sound check because Zencaster has decided to update, and I can't... Uh, take the guest out of the new update and download it into a podcast. So Bill Tavesky was one of the people that was kind enough to come on my show and basically do a podcast with me so I could do a sound check. And this is the podcast we do. I'm going to rate this podcast not safe for work because of some things that are said in the podcast. Um, but also, I want you to know that I am, this is also fundamentally a history podcast, and I'm still going to do that. We're going to do a deep dive into the tulip bubble, um, which is going to be fascinating. And I'm going to tie it in with some stuff in the modern age. So, you know, there's always got to be a hook, something like that. Not everybody's a deep history nerd like myself. I understand that. I understand that. Alrighty, everybody. Um, like I always say, there's a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you for listening to mine. And also, I'm having a great day. And I hope you are too. Alrighty, kids. I'll see you later. Bye-bye now. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager. I'm talking to Bill Travesky. And he's of The Way Podcast. And this is Old Home Week. Because I was on his podcast. Uh, we were talking off air. I was on your podcast back in January? No. no. Before that even. Yeah. This is yeah. like your episode 94. For me, that was episode 7 when you came on. So we started so, yeah. around the same time. Oh, we did? I guess you... <laughs> You're uploading a lot quicker than me, then. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Well, I started uh, last March. Oh, so you've been going longer than me. I started in, I want to say August. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll say August. That's about right. August of 19? You... Oh, no, no. Wait. No, no. 2020. So if you were, if that's August, September, you're probably October. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, podcasting is addictive, son.
<laughs> That's true. It's Once you start, you can't stop. We talked For um real? a lot of them. The average of podcast stops is about episode seven. So I guess the same number when you came on my show. Yeah. And everybody's got their different passions, but I, I can't imagine stopping. <laughs> po- I, I've got, yeah, no pod fade for me, kids. No pod fade for me. Nope, nope. <laughs> it's in the system. It's the good addiction. I tell you, I tell you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I want to talk about uh, talking about stuff. Sounds good. So, well, yeah, while you're the history forager, I um, I just interview people who know like different topics and stuff. I had a fun one the other day with a guy named Adam Lewis. He's a he's a producer for what kind of music you listen to? Ah, uh, I got two kinds: blues and metal. Blues and metal. All right, so I can't name any of any artists he's worked with in that category, but I know he's worked with like, if you know of like rapper hip hop, he's worked with like Eminem, J Cole. Oh yeah. No, Kanye West. Like <laughs> all I, of those I'm, a, I'm a generation X. I've never heard of this. What did you call him? Uh, Mars and Martin. No, I'm playing. Em- <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's I, I know of nothing them. of this bleach blonde person from Michigan. Nothing at all, I, t- I tell you. <laughs> yeah. He um he worked with him on the new... I actually just got into collecting records. I got about 10 now. Fun fact, the record industry, while they went dead from the 85 to 2008, they're starting to come back and make an impact in like physical sales. But yeah, I just got Eminem's new album, and I spent a good five minutes talking to this guy about the song he produced on that new album. Wow, that must be kind of cool. It's interesting, but the downside is with like modern day music, when you buy a new record, it can take like eight months to come in sometimes. How one, I think, is like a month, a year and a month now. And I've been okay, checking wait, it. What do you mean? Okay, come in. What do you mean, come in? Oh, like order online and then shipped over. Because I don't oh, know what. Because they're, they're, they're not having them on inventory, probably. Yeah, it just takes them so long to like create and then like print the music and then export it, I guess. Because there's also a new thing with rec. I don't know if it's new, but they like to make colored limited edition records. And those, I guess, take a real long time to just produce and send out. So uh, I I had a friend in college. He uh, He had... I forget what his story was exactly, but... Uh, I forget exactly what his story was, but his record collection was insane. And it was a record collection. Back in the 90s, right? It was a record collection. And they used to color albums in too. But, yeah. The thing is, if he still has those, he could have like a gold mine in there. Like some of those will could sell for like a thousand if he has the right one. Well, I think he's a member of the podcast group, so... I'm pretty sure he's actually. What's up? Is that his topic? Like he talks about records, or is that just a side topic? He's a member of my Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) I might actually have him on the show. You should. I um, 
I created a Facebook back when I started, and I just have done nothing with it since. Yeah. I'm too, like, I guess it's a generation thing, but, like, for me, it's all Instagram. It's all Twitter. And, surprisingly, TikTok lately. I love Twitter. I love Twitter. You get to say, like, the thoughts. You get to say, kind of like the podcast, I must say what nobody wants to say. But if you say anything too bad, then you get canceled, and then, yeah, I can't do that. The trick is, or what yeah. Joe Rogan did, he um he talked something about MMA fighter, which was controversial enough that got him a ton of publicity, but also a little bit of hate, but not enough hate to get him canceled. Was that, okay, so I was thinking about this today. Uh, I was just thinking about, like, what, how did this basically a comedian who used to run Fear Factor, how did he turn into Joe Rogan? I mean, how did he turn into Captain Joe Rogan of the podcast fame, blah, blah? Oh, I'm glad you asked. And here's the answer. <laughs> no, um, honestly, I have no idea. He uh, he started in 2009, I found out, too, which Duncan Trussell started in 2014. And you ever see the Midnight Gospel? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Duncan Trussell, the host of that, he's got his own Netflix show. He started in 2014, so Joe Rogan started in 2009. I didn't even know podcasts existed at that time. So like, I, I, I watched a YouTube video about how to be a good podcaster, and he just nails every check mark about how you speak, how you be respectful, how you question, but you don't over-question or you don't over-demand respect. It's like he's just good at his craft, I guess. Well, podcasts, I mean, the first podcast I heard was, had to be 2013, 14. I didn't even know what a podcast was. Podcasts are booming now, but like back in 2014, you were really early to the wave. Well, I didn't podcast then. I didn't I didn't make a podcast, but I listened. Imagine if you started your podcast back then though. Yeah. <laughs> you'd probably be an episode what like eight hundred. You'd already you'd be like the you'd be like the top ten of all podcasts probably. <laughs> well, at least in terms of uh output. Uh, I don't know about uh whatever. But yeah, you let the power get to your head. The power, <laughs> top ten. The power, the power <laughs> of podcasting. That's hilarious. I mean, look at um Joe Rogan with the Democratic primaries. He had a uh, Bernie Sanders, Andrew Yang, and Tulsi on, and he like turned. He was able to turn away Biden and like other politicians just because he didn't want to have them on. Then again, Joe Biden won the election, so actually maybe it doesn't have that much power. Well, I mean, okay, wait a minute. I mean, okay, because I can talk a little turkey about this, right? Yeah. I mean, like, we listen to podcasts, you know, and probably our friends, or some of our friends do, right? But how many people in the world do you think listen to podcasts? I mean, probably a lot, but I bet you it's less than you think. I bet you it's less than you think. Yeah, 
we're fortunate that English is like the dominant language across the world, but still like, I mean, outside of America, you got England. That's a pri- and probably like other ones here and there. But then to understand your language, yeah, America is probably the like primary of it. I'd have yeah. to say, yeah, probably. I mean, do you use um? Does it tell you? Do you use Podbean? Does it tell you where your listeners come from? Well, that's funny you say that. Uh. I can give you a number that Podbean gives me, but I don't think that's the real number. Yeah. You think it's does fake? That, I guess. Does that make sense? Like no, I could see that. I um I use Anchor, so I had to test it out. Like right when I started, I had like I tested how long it takes. You have to listen to ten seconds of Spotify Apple and then it takes time to process. Yeah, but for Podbean, you just think it's higher or lower? Well, no. In terms of total listens, uh, in terms of total listens, I think I have way more. I think I have more total listens than they give me credit for. I really do. I don't know what I the see. number is, but I just think I do. That's awesome because then it it makes you think you have more, but it sucks because well, then you're not getting the same credit. So say, like, do you do advertisements or anything like that? No, and uh, that's kind of why I don't, uh, like, for example, okay, I'll have, um, like, I'll, like I was saying, like, I'll call somewhere, right, and the guy will recognize my voice, for example, Yeah, just as an example, um, It's, it's and that weird. makes, and that yeah. makes you think like, oh, if this guy's recognizing me, I probably have more listeners than, like, if I take this portion, I have, like, I probably have more listeners. Well, than I use Chartable. I use Chartable, and Chartable gives me a rank, and my rank is higher than my listens, to me. Hmm. Like to so me, yeah. Have you had like a network or anything reach out to you? I have actually. <laughs> really? A couple. What um? Yeah. What? Why do you turn them down? Or because sounds like you turn them down. I want my. I want it. I want my IP. I want it to be mine. And they'll like take control. Yeah, I don't want any funny business. <laughs> as far as like that, I want. Cause I'm doing like a deep dive when I, when I do my thing, like when I do my, my history thing, right. That's me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's me. They want to make it so you have to cover something different or something. Well, like that's, I want the IP. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm ignorant, but what's an IP? (laughs) Uh, IP is intellectual property. Oh, okay, okay. And they'll take the that. Oh, so you want yeah. that? You want that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. want that full stock? Right. Wow, that's. I don't want any. Fu- Plus, like, uh, I've got a physical copy. Like, I have them on drives and stuff. Because my attitude is, like, if I can't see it, 
and it doesn't exist. <laughs> That's me with the records. <laughs> like, no, my attitude is for real. Like, if I put this in a cloud somewhere, what if the company goes away? Like, what if, <laughs> you know, like. That's with, like, renting movies. Like, if you look at the terms and agreements to uh, Amazon Amazon Prime, uh-huh. when you download or rent a movie, like, they could li- literally take it away the next day, even though you have another month. Or if you own it, you technically don't own it. Like, they literally could still just delete it from their browser, delete it, so you can never access it. Right, right. So it's kind of like that. Like, you want to actually... You don't want that, oh, hey... um, Today, you know how you've been doing this? Well, now you're not. Now, now it's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I could see yeah. that. I'd want like yeah. a network to help like promote. But then once they get that sort of sketchy lawyering, like a uh, sketchy, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that's that would make me turn away. That would make me say, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I haven't. Um, there was like a small one I almost joined. But it just wasn't all I care about is like promoting and growing my show. I'm the same as you with like advertisements where, yeah, like it could be cool, like to help uh, little things. But my attitude is, I mean, honestly, like we're talking about Joe Rogan. I've never seen a Joe Rogan ad. You know, Uh, I think I've seen like one or two on YouTube. I've never seen, not once have I seen a Joe Rogan ad. No, it was Spotify. It was Spotify because Spotify bought him out. So I saw one there. And I used to listen to Joe Rogan religiously, so, man. I mean, he just got that $100 million contract. Yeah. And then he moves to Texas because no taxes and gets to keep a good portion of it. Is that that what you think? Because I was on Reddit this morning. Is that what? Yeah, I heard if he stayed in California, he would have lost like I don't know the number, but like seven million or something. Jesus, that's why yeah. um there's a few people moving to Texas for that reason. That's like the new hot spot. Wow. Although right yeah. now it's the cold spot with the uh, freezing going on, but yeah, I mean right, and I mean who knows what that's going to be. I mean Georgia's a low tax state too, so you know that's true. Connecticut, yeah. we're top five, so um, yeah, not the same. <laughs> not the same. No, one of um, one of my goals is to just get my own nice studio, the way Joe Rogan has his. Yeah, like, like you just um, oh, I gotta go work. Let me drive and go into my own private bunker, kind of with like I can put whatever I want up. Although, if you got a network that tries to take your IPs, then I'm sure you can't customize it the same way you'd want. Well. I mean, and see, that's my, that, that would be my question. Like, cause there's, there's reports where he's missing some episodes or whatever. Oh, so yeah. my question would be like, who really owns that? Like, you know? Yeah. And that's why they tried to say, um, oh, we didn't take them down deliberately. We, uh, there was a mistake or a mix up when transferring rights or something. But honestly, I just think that's kind of like bullshit. I think, uh, I think once they got caught, then they had to sort of backstep. And I mean, he's the biggest podcaster out. And if they could take some of his episodes down like that, or well, I, I don't know, it just seems suspicious. Just like I right. said, too. Right. Yeah. 
It's too sus. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I guess he could put him out on his website, right? I don't know, because he's got a website. He could. And after that whole thing, he had him Alex Jones back on like a week later to sort of prove that I guess he's okay. Because I'm sure he's got good lawyers. I'm sure like Dave Chappelle, I think a Netflix tried to screw him out of something and like there was a big backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what it was. So they got good he lawyers. Was, no, sure they... It wasn't it wasn't Netflix. It was um was it? CBS or whatever. And then he said, go to Netflix because they didn't screw him out. You're right. My bad. My mistake. Yeah. Yeah. And actually Netflix kind of, kind of stepped up and was like, okay, we're not going to deal with this because, you know, whatever. But yeah, I was, um, one of my past guests, he's a audio engineer in Chicago. It's more of a rap industry. So I don't know if you're familiar with like G Herbo, but. You're well. You probably know like Snoop Dogg and like Little Wayne. So <laughs> I know Snoop Dogg and Little Wayne. Yeah, yeah. So he's worked with them, and all he does is the audio engineering acoustics. And he said he went to date. Like he hates going to like. Uh, he likes concerts because the music overflows the echo. But seeing stand up comedy, he says he hates the echo, the reverberation that sort of messes with him. But the Dave Chappelle shows, they like know how to set up properly that he actually was able to enjoy it without that little like tick of like oh this sounds too weird yeah yeah it's like one of those side things i'm like wait really i never even thought of that yeah gotta be a blessing and a curse too like because say you listen to apple earbuds you probably like hear all the little oh that doesn't sound as clear or why is the back drum so quiet yeah right so, uh, so we were talking about some of your podcasters that you, I mean, some of your guests that you did, um, who was like your, I guess, favorite guest or whatever. Well, you, of course, what, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've had some good ones. I've, um, I mean, honestly, my favorite are just like the fun. Well, I have different kind of favorites. So episode 10. This guy was an ugly artist. He uh, and not ugly, like he makes deliberately ugly art, but he's really good at it. And he was just such a fun guy to talk about how the art scene and how sort of like what we talked about with like IPs, like they sort of try to they they don't like this kind of art being created, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so like he was fun. To, oh, yeah. What is ugly art, first of all? Like what what are we talking about? So. Yeah, like I asked him that too, and he gave a definition. It's like artwork that's deliberately bad and chaotic. So, but so it's hard to explain art. It's like explaining a color to somebody who's blind. <laughs> but I guess what I try to say is like picture a really well drawn Picasso, but then make it look kind of messy and ugly. So you don't want to look at it, but the lines are still pristine, the colors still blend, and like if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's trying to be sort of like a F you to the industry while trying to like... You hear about that banana that was like taped to the wall? <laughs> yeah, and that's man. that's sold for like, what, like 10 million or something? That's somebody that has to hide a lot of Coke money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're fronts. 
He um banana yeah, like tape he, to a wall. Well, that's ten million. I don't have to hide. Boom. <laughs> and in when you buy it, in the description is every one to two weeks. Once the banana, uh, it gives you like instructions of how to replace the banana. So every one or two weeks, you got to pull it up from the right side, take the banana out, put a new banana on, and then put it back down as so. So you're literally paying ten million for a piece of tape. You're paying ten million to hold a banana on a wall. Okay, all right, yeah, oh. that's a guy with some serious coke money to seriously hide. And he's got to be taking a lot of coke to think of something like that. I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, and then the tape loses stickiness. So, oh, let me look at the directions. How do I replace the tape? <laughs> But, um, yeah, so he just likes stuff like that. He liked there was a golden toilet that sold for like some million dollars, which mm. I think it was the same artist. Yeah. Mm. But I like talking to like, that was just a fun conversation. But then I like the serious ones too. Like a few episodes later, I had an inmate who's in death row. He's been in there most of his life. He actually called in from the phone and, uh, like, you can't hear it, but about eight seconds in, I just froze. Like I, I was like, "Sorry, I, I can't ask a question. I'm drawing blank." Because so while like that was a scary, not scary. He's a great, friendly guy, good man. Well, I'm not gonna say death. I'm I'm just gonna ignore that part. But it was just a great episode to hear some story like that. And what I was saying, what you don't hear is I freeze, I panic for like a minute. And then he just keeps talking about the book that he co-wrote, and I just cropped all of that out, so it just flows smooth. So how did how did he come in contact with you? First off, I came in contact with him. So there's this woman who wrote a was I forget the name of the book, but it's like Voices from Death Row. That's what I'm pretty sure it's called. So I came into contact with her, and she wrote this book where she gets the stories of these inmates on death row. And she, uh, I said, hey, would you like to come on the podcast with one of your inmates and or co-authors? And she said, okay. So we set up a time. She called up the prison, figured that stuff out. And once I was on the line with her, he would call in. And every 15 seconds, you would hear, well, 14 seconds, you'd, what am I saying? 14 minutes, the phone call would say, you have 60 seconds remaining. And then it would go, you have 30 seconds remaining. And then eventually the line would cut. He'd have to call back in. And we could only do that uh, three times. Wow. Wow. So the podcast itself, like you had a set time to do it, is what you're saying. Yeah. And as um, we were familiar with uh, technical issues earlier, there was a technical issue going on. And I was so worried that we weren't going to be able to record. It was, yeah. she was saying, oh, sorry, we're having an issue. And I was panicking. But yeah, once the, yeah, once we figured it out, I was able to record. Well, like, I mean, did you leave any of that in? Like, I left the um phone calls. I couldn't leave any technical stuff setting up because we didn't have him on the line yet or, but I left the phone call in. I think at the very end, I left, uh, I didn't realize it, it was his uh, final 15 minutes. You only get three of those. I didn't realize that. 
So I think I left the part in where it's like, oh, sorry, it's unfortunate that we weren't yeah. able to continue. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of did that too. I did a, this girl in Venezuela, I talked to her and uh, I made a command decision to leave in the lags. Really? How there was a, how there was a lag. You know. For um, like for effort reasons or just well because their infrastructure is their internet infrastructure was terrible so there's a lag right okay and you want to show that hey Uh, this is one of the small things you don't realize but this is one of those things that hey you know or like she said i think she said like something was going on in the street like did you want me to do you want to edit that out I was like, no, I'm going to leave it in because I want people to hear this. What was it? I don't remember. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't. I don't remember what it was. Gotcha. But and we were going to do it like one night. We were going to do it, but the power went out. Like her power went out all night or something. Wow. Yeah. And just yeah. like the lag, if you're listening, you hear this lag, and you're thinking, "Oh, that's kind of a small nuisance," but. Think about being well, like actually, shoes it, where there's it, tons of nuisances every day and yeah. you don't know what it is. And it wasn't like a short lag either. It was like long. <laughs> oh, a caring? <laughs> like, yeah. Like that long of a lag? Like how long? I tried to like. Like it was a long that lag. Long, like right there. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it was. Uh, Longer than that, there was actually like I would you'd hear you could hear me like oh damn oh damn oh what's going on oh another lag <laughs> I lost connection no <laughs> but no it's just but no here you know all the Zencaster problems we're having right Zencaster got to Venezuela just fine <laughs> wow <laughs> figure it out <laughs> so what was the other one on. Oh, wait, it was Zencaster with the lag. Yeah, all the oh, Zencaster man. problems we're having, and Zencaster got to Venezuela and back just fine. Make it make sense. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's a pro of it. It's it's a good software, but like I told you, I've had, um, there were episodes like before I even started, like pre-episode one, where yeah. I exported it, and then there's just no sound. Aye. So I'm like, wow, if this was an important one, I'd be pissed. Oi. Yeah. It was just some podcast. Yeah, I mean, to, uh, I mean it's magical, this software, but it's it's also kind of. <sighs> oh, here it is. Now that I'm on my other laptop, check out Soundtrap. I need to try that one out. Yeah. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah. What's yeah. Soundtrap like? I haven't used it yet, so that's why I'm scared to test it out. Because yeah. I try another software out one time, but it's supposed to be like in collaboration with Spotify, and it's supposed to like test the audio as you're recording. So you know, when you get too loud, you get the red. It's supposed to like let you know, oh, somebody's too loud, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or I could just have that audio engineer from the episode come help me out. <laughs> I mean, right? Chicago. Yeah. So, so like, who all of you, I mean, like, where all of you talk to? 
who else? So, yeah, so I don't. So, um, episode 17 is in relation to like, you know, how the show grows as more episodes come out in relationship to like how my audience grew. That one's probably my most popular because this journalist spent seven years in Colombia to write a book on cocaine. So like he sits with the farmers, he sits with the cartel and it like just talks to them as he follows a kilo of cocaine because the book's called Kilo. And he just finds out how it's created the uh, uh, societal impacts and like how it's once it leaves the state, he doesn't follow that anymore. But yeah, that was an interesting one. Yeah. 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 And then I told you like Adam Lewis, like then the producer. So it's just some serious ones, some like less serious ones. Right. Like what have you, I mean, if you think back on the whole arc though, like what have you learned as a podcaster that you never would have learned otherwise? What have I learned? Everything, but I don't want to be too fake or too, oh, too like enlightened or anything. Like, no, but, go for it. Go for all right, it. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say what I've learned. I've say, I sit with an ugly artist, and it makes me appreciate that you got to find beauty in little things, and you got to stick it to the system when you can. I see. Uh, kilo of cocaine talking with him and i learned wow i'm very fortunate to live in the country that i live in and cocaine is a small epidemic here but it's a big epidemic elsewhere uh, yeah death row i mean i'm sure it's nice to not spend the most of your life in prison on death row so don't make mistakes in everyday life um yeah, you just. Le- I like to learn a lot more about music with those two, uh, audio engineer or the producer. So it's just you get what I'm saying, where you, you just pick up little insights on like different people, like what you learn. Right, right. Like if that makes sense. Um, then SFX. That was a she did movie work for Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel, Walking Dead. And I just learned now when I like look at a movie, I can appreciate what the costumes. Oh wait, that's a different one. Uh, that one I can appreciate what uh what goes into it. What's the technical side? How when I go on my laptop, there's so much more computer science to it that I can't even like imagine. And the other thing that I made a mistake about just now was uh what was that one? That was uh the costume design. She's a journalist on England. And Mad Max, they uh, like just a movie like that, for example, there's so much in the costumes design. There's a whole movie and story in just like a simple character's outfit, if like I can word it like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's just what I love about like the podcast. I just get to sort of just go in depth and just learn about random stuff. I think we all like to learn, you know? Yeah, I mean, I like to learn. So, yeah, totally. Yeah, for um, you, it was history. I mean, you really like the dive in on that, right? Yeah, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, another history podcast uh, here in a while. Uh, I don't know though. I'm enjoying talking to these people, but I'm gonna do a history podcast on the tulip bubble. <laughs> actually, the what? Well, so uh, it was in Holland uh, during uh, I forgot the time period right now, but. So they were selling tulips. They were selling like tulip bulb, 
uh, bulbs as like a financial service or financial instrument. And they okay. got they got really high and then they crashed. From the tulips? Yeah. So uh, you can get high on those? I didn't know that. No, no, no. Not like a drug high. The price. The price of tulips. Oh. Bulbs got got really high. I thought high. it was like exporting it and they were on a plane. Okay. No, no, dude. This is like in the sixteenth or seventeenth century. I mean, this is yeah. Wow. Yeah. The price got too high, just like a GME. They just skyrocketed again today. GameStop again. I mean, GameStop again. Jesus. Yep. Round two. Ding, ding, that's ding. what I mean. That's what gave me the idea. Yeah. So, and also tulips. Like, well, I guess don't want to spoil too much for the audience, but like, what else about it? Well, I want to go into the history of. How that even started? Like, what made them so valued, and then why did it just like pull a GME? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, GME pulled a tulip. But, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Tesla should have pulled uh, both of them, but that one just did not. It just said, "Hey, I'm gonna go from 300 to 1500, get split into four, and then go to 1500 again." And yeah. face no repercussion. Well, tulips are are, are man made, essentially, are a man made thing, basically, and not all the way, but essentially. And um, it was the emblem of the Ottoman Empire. So, and the Ottoman Empire was really popular. I mean, it's really Did it represent powerful. something. Like what? Does well, it, it represent? represented the Ottoman power. Yeah, but when I see a tulip, I think like, oh, that's a pretty flower. I don't, it doesn't strike me as power. Like, wouldn't you, you know, want like an alligator or something like that? Uh, What about, okay, let me think of American power, soft power. Let's think about American soft power. Because um... I can think like the bald eagle, that's like supposed to be majestic freedom. Yeah. Even though apparently they're kind of, in reality, they go in people's trash a lot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like, what's a... Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, the movies, the movie business, that's that's pretty much American. That's essentially, that's soft power. Soft power, so like something that we're powerful and but it's not like direct war related is that what yeah, you yeah. Mean? yeah 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 and it might not even be like uh so that's what the tulip is well it's how they perceived it they perceived it as this sort of a emblem of power basically and they wanted it gotcha yeah uh, we have like soft power and everything where um i was talking with a friend the other day how the whole world is so dominant in a uh, soccer, like, oh, we're the best soccer country. We're the best soccer country. While America, we always do pretty well, but we're just so dominant, like basketball, baseball, uh, hockey. Well, nope, Canada there. But we're just so dominant in every other sport that it yeah. just feeds into that like soft power. Like then again, you said movies, even like music. You know? 
Yeah, hockey is like that's between the U.S. and Canada. I think in terms of the world, I think it's between the U.S. and Canada. But you know, soccer. I mean, I can remember when nobody would watch soccer, and now look at it; it's popular as hell. People watch soccer now. <laughs> no, I, I bet yeah. it's definitely a popular one. I've become addicted to college basketball. Yeah, yeah. What team? Uh, UConn. And they're finally, um, for any uh, college basketball listeners out there, they're finally good again. <laughs> do you follow college basketball? Nah, a little bit, but I got a friend who does. Nice. Yeah. I'm an enthusiast about it, and with that has gone my interest in baseball and football. So, like, so like basketball took over your interest in baseball and football, huh? Yeah, they're pretty much gone. Yeah. It's yeah. just such a fun sport to watch. Well, baseball, I mean, there was a change or something. I don't know, but there was a change or something, and baseball just got really boring just all of a sudden. <laughs> I read a little article, though. It just reminded me. There's this baseball pitcher. I'm sure you've heard of him back some years ago who pitched a no-hitter while high on acid. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't remember his name, but but Robin Williams used to talk about that. Yeah, Robin Williams had one- a whole... Rob Williams had a whole bit about it. Oh, really? Oh, I bet that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But at one point, <laughs> he looks at the batter, and he thinks it's Jimi Hendrix waving a guitar around. <laughs> okay, this is what the guy really thought? Or this is what this is what the guy yeah. really thought? Some people, it's not 100% confirmed that ever truly happened, but if he was high on acid, he he said in the report that he thought he saw Jimi Hendrix swing the guitar when he saw a batter swing a bat. <laughs> wow. He also saw Nixon at one point, but I forgot the story to that one. <laughs> so Yeah, let me just throw a no-hitter while I'm pitching to Jimi Hendrix right now. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. That's what uh, I remember Robin Williams actually said, like, at the time. He said, like, that to me is the most amazing feat of athletic, you know, stuff. How can it not be? (laughs) Pitching no hitter. He's right. I mean, you see some crazy plays. You see some crazy perfect season teams and stuff. But come on, throwing a no hitter while high on acid. Like two tabs. He wasn't even like one tab. He has two tabs in. Wow. See, my thing though, in terms of. I look at the. There was a run the Bulls had that was pretty. This pretty amazing. Or like. So you used to be in baseball, right? Like, uh, if you look at. Uh, was it DiMaggio's hitting streak that was so long and nobody's touched it yet? Or, you know, like that. Yeah. I mean. You just look at it and see how, like, dominant it is. Like, that being the most impressive in sports. Yeah. Or, like, what was the other one? Like, uh, there's one of those weird, weird records that, that Gretzky has that's weird. It's like... Or was it, um, was it Lemieux? 
that scored uh, five goals in a game every different way. Yeah. Something like that. I'm not sure. I don't know much about hockey or I don't even know if that was he a hockey or soccer player. <laughs> well, okay, so that's weird because I live in the South and I'm a huge hockey fan. That's bizarre. I thought it'd be a Northern thing, yeah. Uh, well, I was that's an true. Atlanta Thrashers fan and now I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan, so big fan actually, huge fan. How are they doing? Or have they uh, been? It's you know, uh. <laughs> They're better than the Thrashers, but worse than they could be. Does that make <laughs> like the the Thrashers fan in me is excited, but the Jets fan in me is like, this is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> They're just underperforming. Like you're so much better than this. Is that what it is? Exactly. That's the, the UConn coach, basketball team. <laughs> I tell you about the coach. The coach is a good coach. But he makes some of the craziest, what they call man management decisions I've ever seen in hockey. Like, just crazy. Like, why did you just put that player in? Or why did you just do that? Why do you have, okay, not not the word. Uh, and if you're still here, kids, um, if you're still listening to me, thank you. Thank you. I'm sure the only person listening to this is my mother. But <laughs> at this point. But this will make the pie. I swear to God, this will make the internet. Um, why do you put a glorified third line player on the first line? Why do you do that? What is the reason? Tell me Maybe, the reason. I don't know. Potential. Maybe he needs to get better. <laughs> he's he's on the back end of his career. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. To be nice about it. <laughs> you know, to be generous. He's on the back end of his career. Okay, but here's another one. Why do you go out and draft players that can carry the puck into the offensive zone all the way coast to coast and then not use them to do that? Why do you do that? There's a reason you're doing it. What's the reason? Uh, you know what? He's I, just I'm on not such a level. You. He's on such a level that we can't comprehend it. He's playing chess and he's like ten moves yeah. ahead of all of us. That's what it is. The coach is <laughs> the coach is like thinking, there's a guy. There's a guy in the draft. Like, there's a guy in the draft in the middle part of the first round, and we've got to get to sixteen. We've got to land on the sixteenth spot to get this guy. <laughs> Whatever I gotta do. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. I, I don't know enough about hockey, but I've seen some uh, bad stuff. That's like a UConn men's basketball. They had this player who scores like 14 points in the first half, which is, I mean, a good player. Like a good player will score like 12 a whole game. Yeah. 12 minutes left in the second half. He's like, he just pulls him out, doesn't bring him back in, and they end up losing by like four points. Yeah, yeah. You think these coaches would know um, would know what they're doing sometimes, but it's like Man. when you watch a, the Olympics, you'll see a figure ice skating, or you'll see some some sport that takes judges, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Well, I'm a I'm a judge. I I'm a better judge than th these judges. What's that rating?" 
I would have given that person a 49. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's like, uh, uh, the, have you ever heard of, uh, the guy who wrote, uh, eight men out or no, what was it called? Oh God. Uh, let me remember. It's the, it's the guy who wrote the baseball, uh, the tell all book about baseball in the seventies. I'm not sure. Not like the one Moneyball's based off of. No. No, he he wrote this book about uh, baseball in the 70s, like a tell-all book about baseball in the 70s. And Jim, oh, Jesus, God. It's downstairs. I don't remember his last name. His first name was Jim. <laughs> okay, I can see the cover. I can see the cover. <laughs> I hate those. I know. Um, he tells this story about how the pitching coach at every team he played on was ju- was the drinking buddy of the manager. That was really the deal. He was the drinking buddy of the manager. <laughs> and that was their qualification. He just got the position. Wow. That was the qualification. <laughs> That goes to everything, though. I mean, hell, the CEOs of companies are like the person's kid or something, or some boss at a company is like, oh, that's your uh, friend? Sure, okay, he's the new boss of all these people. <laughs> oh, God. What was the... Uh... Oh, God. Let me let me remember. Enron. Enron. There was a... One of the, one of the guys, one of the main... Uh, baddies at Enron started out life as the copy boy at Enron, like the guy making copies. And then <laughs> he just worked all... his way up. He, well, he whatever he, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because Enron was a was a pyramid scheme basically. Ooh. and yeah, yeah, no, I that's a crazy story in my academic life. I actually did a. Uh, I actually was asked to do a report on Enron right when the Enron bubble hit, like right when Enron toppled over. And like, so my report changed from one day to the next. <laughs> wow. And That'd be great. Cause it gives you material, but that sucks. Cause I mean, whatever you wrote already right out the window. Well, no, it was awesome. And but the thing I remember about it was the thing I really remembered about it was I was like if I re- if John Grisham, and you know who John Grisham is, the author? I don't. The guy who wrote the client, the Pelican Brief, the You've seen the Pelican Brief, surely. I don't think I have. <laughs> Sorry. There all there's all these John Grisham movies. The Pelican Brief is the best one. Not the Pelican. The Rainmaker. The Rainmaker is the best one. With Matt Damon and uh, Danny DeVito. I haven't seen it, but it looks good. It's got names. Watch it. It's good. I like it. It's good. Uh, It's it's actually a good film. A A lot of the Grisham movies weren't actually good films. But this one was. But... 
I came away from that assignment and I was like, honestly, if John Grisham had written this down, nobody would believe it. No one would believe it. This is crazy. You're the third largest company on earth and then you just disappear. <laughs> and then we find out that, oh, actually, you, it was just a massive pyramid scheme that people just believed. You know, it was nuts. Yeah. My, um, my last guest brought them up. I forgot why. It's like a plastic episode, uh, related thing. I wish I could remember that, but that's like, you know how the Ponzi scheme started? Uh, a guy named Ponzi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, he, um, Ponzi scheme, he collects people's money, tells them he's going to invest it and he uses the money to pay off other people. So like, it looks like he made that money and he just. He passes it along, but keeps a lot of money for himself. It's the same thing where he's booming. Everybody goes to him. And then just one day, it pops. He's broke. Everybody's broke. Everyone's money is gone. Yeah. That's all drunk right. history. That's so... I'm an expert on it because I saw an episode of Drunk History. Let me put it like that. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude. I don't know. I, I used to cover, I used to work at a paper and uh, I accidentally ended up covering what we today call the housing crash of 2008. Okay. Uh, before it happened, like way before it happened. And one of the things that, that I think about now is so what a bubble is, a bubble is like, so a bubble doesn't happen until it pops, right? Yeah. And you can be the guy, like you can be the guy saying, hey, this bubble's going to pop. This is a bubble and it's going to pop, right? But nobody's going to believe you until the bubble pops. Like, you know. It was the same thing with like COVID with like Fauci. Oh, we're going to get 100,000 new cases in a day. And everybody says. You're nuts. That's never going to happen. And what, a month ago, I've reached 300,000? You know, I mean. And then then everybody just flies by these things. So nobody, yeah. it's like I see with climate change. You see. um. Well, right. Just, and yeah. Okay. So climate change. All right. So today is February the 25th. It was hot today. <laughs> I was hot. And I'm going tomorrow. I'm like, I'm going to wear shorts. I swear to God. On February 26th, I swear to God, I'm wearing shorts. But no. I'm not as old. What climate change? Really? No, no, no. I'm not as old as you. But even I'm like, when I was a kid, I remember seeing a white Christmas up in Connecticut. No, you, okay. You know what's a real mind blower? What's a yeah. real mind blower is okay. Uh, what month was it? Let me remember the month. I lived, I used to live in Florida for a little while. I lived in Florida. Okay. All right. I was in Florida and the summers in Florida have this, have a sting to them. 
You know, there's a sting there that you don't get even in Atlanta, right? Like there's, it's just okay. oppressive, terrible heat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I went for a week, so I have a little understanding. Okay. You no, because if you're on vacation, that's different. Because you're leaving, and you know you're leaving. <laughs> but right? when you're there consistently, it really hits you. It's like it's day after day after day. Tallahassee is the only place I ever lived where it was hotter at night than it was in the daytime. <laughs> day after day after day after day, all the time. It was just so damn hot. And I got to the point where I was like, the next person who tells me, at least it's not snowing, I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> The next person. <laughs> but I came, I come out like June or something or whenever it was. And I'm like, this is Florida. This feels like Florida. <laughs> you know? Like this. Yeah. I mean, you're not too far north, but just the time of the year. I mean, come Well, on. we're we're also colder than we should be because we're higher up. Elevation. Oh, that too. Yeah, we're we're basically in the foothills of the Appalachians here. See, Pretty much. I could never move to Florida because of what you described. Plus, oh. just the mosquitoes. And... I haven't even told you the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even told you the part where I was like, "Oh, I'm not. Mm-mm, mm, no, <laughs> let me move." Um, actually. It was the second hurricane that I lived through. I was like, oh, this is dumb. <laughs> this, yeah, this fuck is... this. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Well, or like how I was going down the road. And so, okay, my great-grandmother, my mother's father, his mother, lived in Florida. They, the family lived in Florida for a while, right? And yeah. so all us all the people basically all the people today they're they're basically mountain folk, you know? So so they all sit around and and they joke about well great grandmother was superstitious because she saw swamp gas catch a field on fire and she thought that Jesus did not want her to be there. So she left. And I was like Hey, listen, kids, talking to old, old, old uncles, right? I was like, yeah. listen, kids, I've actually seen a field spontaneously catch fire in Florida. Just from and the one of the things you think is wow. Jesus does not want me to be here. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at a field and it just whoosh. It's whoosh. <laughs> and your leg. Like, is that uh, a sign? <laughs> Uh, I'm gone. <laughs> that's wow. that's insane. <laughs> you you want to hear you want to hear some you want to hear some fun superstition I had dropped on me the other day. Oh sure sure. So my family um very Italian very uh very I guess into the how do you word it 
oh, what's the name of the thing? The uh, there's like Maloik and stuff like that. You gotta watch out for. Uh, and Trevesky, I'm having a con- that's a that's an Italian province. I'm, oh yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. I grew up with the Italian side of my family. The uh, Polish the last side. Name. Okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's the Polish name. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, um, all right, all right. But uh, what did I say? So yeah, so I'm just talking to family uh family member of mine the other day, like just random stuff or whatever, and just out of the blue. Oh, by the way, um. You're a great, great, great. It goes about six generations back. Uh, family members. They actually killed a witch, and she um she cursed us. So now that we're going up to sixth generation, yeah, your kids they're gonna be cursed now. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Your um you your cousins their kids yeah they're all cursed. I'm like, oh shit. Thanks, thanks, bro. Thanks. It's actually kind of <laughs> it's actually kind of neat. Um. I'm going on. I'm going on a podcast. Uh, or no, am I going on his podcast or is he coming on mine? Let me remember. No, he's coming on mine, right? And uh, he wants to talk about um, basically animal attacks across time, like animal attacks across in history, right? Okay, and. What some of these creatures, what some people thought Bigfoot was, or, you know, like, whatever. Like, you know, and it's kind of crazy, like, today, how, so you want to get this out of the way. Like, if if you're him, right, you want to get this out of the way. You want to be like, so, do you believe in Bigfoot? And I'm like, well, I believe people believe in Bigfoot, but I don't believe in Bigfoot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way where it's like, I just find it odd that all of a sudden now we all have phones. We all have these great cameras in our pockets and there's no more blurry pictures of a guy in a suit. <laughs> what was the, I saw, and I even talked about it in my podcast. Now, what was the phone? I don't remember. There was a phone that came out, right? Okay, check this out. There was a phone that came out. And after that phone came out, right, there's been like there's been a decline in UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings I all over the country. About that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forget what phone you're talking about, but I heard that where it's like, huh, yeah. that's odd. I guess they all just decide to go away. <laughs> well, but the thing I mean, here's my kinda... here's my attitude, right? Go here's ahead. my attitude about UFOs, okay? It's a numbers game, right? It's a it's an honest to god numbers game. Yeah. If you look at the planets and the that sustain life, there has to be life on other planets. There has to be. <laughs> That's why I bash like Bigfoot and stuff. You take you take what we see. Take a cup of water outside of a lake, and then tell me there's no fish in that lake. <laughs> All right. Well, but here's my that's, here's what I'm like, saying. Here's what I'm saying. Do I think that there's intelligent life on this planet from outer space? Do you think there's here's intelligent a, life on this planet just in general? <laughs> well, but here's a here's yeah. a little thing I learned in grad school, right? Here's a little phrase I learned in grad school. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Right? 
Yeah. But here's what it's... I think, right? In the day yeah. and age of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and whatever, if I can be a nurse in Florida and I can tweet out a photo of an invoice of PPE that goes all over the world, right? Yeah. Um, why has nobody tweeted out a photo of an alien? Do you I don't see what I mean? Know. I don't know, but there was also it got overlooked because I think like something big political happened. But did you hear about those uh that like UFO video or something that the government released? Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so I don't like I'm a victim of just seeing the headline. But I'm kind of like, wait, is isn't that something? Cause I I don't know if it's the same thing, but I remember seeing a video where you have this fighter jet and it's blurry, but it's a fire a fighter jet, legitimate government video. And you see this white little tic tac out in the distance, just like hovering in space, and the guy's looking at like, what is this? What is it? Yeah. And it just like sort of flies away off the screen. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That's different. I mean, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. I don't know, right? I, I, yeah. I'm not on team UFOs are fake. I'm not on team UFOs are real. I don't know. <laughs> I'm the same thing, literally. That's why, like yeah. I said, that lake water fish example, it's, yeah, there's so much stuff out there. It's like, right. I mean, probably, but has it come here yet? I don't know. I think it could be fake. I think it could be real 50-50. I do believe it's out there elsewhere, but again, keyword, I, key three words, I don't I know. I don't know. Right. It's kind of like yeah. religion's a touchy sub, uh, subject, but if you're any religion and you think yours is 100% certain, I, I, I disagree. Uh, you know, Right. Or like you look at. So one of the things like with history that I find amazing is like the reason I like it is like the further back you go, like the further. OK, so the further along in history you go, like as a discipline and the further back you go in time, the more you find out that a lot of what we know or a lot of what we say we know is really just a guess, right? Yeah. It's really honestly just a guess. I'll trust you. You're the history forager, so you know <laughs> that it's well, a guess. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. They just sort the... of like... What, they like take some books and then they say, oh, this book says this and these relics and paintings say this, so we can make like a good guess this is what happened, but like we don't actually know. Well, for okay, for example, uh, with the Spanish flu, right? Until recently, people thought the Spanish flu happened in Europe first, but then now they know it happened in Kansas first, right? Yeah. Or, uh, I remember you bringing that up on my show too. <laughs> yeah, and that's just right off. I mean, that's just something right off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and who knows? 
Like, there's probably so many more little things that get corrected. And then there's probably so many things that will never get corrected. And we're like, oh, these people in this country for all this time used to do, used to wear hats that looked like the, that looked like this. But in reality, they, there were never even people there ever. Like, I, I don't know. That's a bad example. But I mean, okay. Here's another you know example. Um, there was a people in Central or South America one, I forget. Um, for eons, people assumed that they didn't have writing, right? Yeah. Well, okay. What they found were these knots, these corded, like these cords, these ropes, and they would tie knots in a certain pattern or whatever, like a certain configuration. And I mean, I remember looking at those pyramids and those ropes and knots and being like, you know, you know, kids, I used to make movies. Uh, you can't make a movie unless you write stuff down. Yeah. I'm sorry, you can't, right? Yeah. So there's no way in the world you can tell me that they made that pyramid without writing something down. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> go oh, yeah, sell that so... to somebody else. So it's like trying to say they have no handwriting, but then they do something that you I mean, absolutely like, need. Okay. If you can't, if I have to communicate with people, what is writing, Bill? What, what, what actually is writing? It's your ability to communicate a message across time and space, right? You write yeah. something down and then somebody reads it tomorrow or 10 minutes from now or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So if you're making a, a pyramid, right? That's a big deal. <laughs> you're going to have to write down what to do. Well, <laughs> that's why um the family member of mine that told me about that whole oh your kids are going to be cursed thing. That's why also they say aliens like again, I don't know. I'm not going to say yes or no. But that's why they say, oh, aliens came down and they they did everything and organized it. Because was it the one in Egypt that's perfectly at some latitude or longitude? You hear about that? Yeah, like if you uh, apparently like there's something about the, the, the Valley of the Kings or whatever. Like there's I don't remember right now, but there's something about like you can line up the pyramids oh. a certain way and they look at something. A certain way I could I be wrong, but I want to say this that's something too. But I just remembered the I think it's the latitude, longitude, or like the altitude exactly matches the speed of no, it's not speed of light. Not that maybe that was it. I need to look this up because I think that's what it is. But now that I'm saying that, that sounds too crazy. <laughs> like, how would they know that? Like, oh my god, how would they know that? If it's something like that, then I'm like, all right, maybe I'm a little lenient towards uh alien theory <laughs> well okay here's one for you so so okay this this is weird but think about this for a second right um so after the fall of the roman empire right um yeah. so people used to look up at the viaducts in europe and believe that giants built them okay like the civilization had collapsed so hard and so far that people didn't know that people could build those for a while. So 
I mean, there's yeah, something. That's true. Also, um, that's why, too, it's also then people say, oh, if you say aliens built it, you're taking away from like the fact that people can build it, like can actually do this crazy stuff, because that is an insane feat in itself. And also, what I was going to say was the um, it was the speed of light. The uh, Egyptians themselves aligned their pyramids with the universe. Because the latitude in decimal degrees is 29.9792458. And the speed of light is 299,299,792,458 meters per second. Wow. So Uh, I'm on Snopes fact checked and they say it's nothing more than a coincidence, but... That's a coincidence, you know? (laughs) That's a little... uh, little I don't know. I mean, you know... Do I believe in coincidences? Okay, sure. But also, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. The key three words. <laughs> I don't know. These you people, know. like, we have grown as a society. We are, like, very smart compared to, say, the people behind us and behind that generation. But in 600... Wait, when were the pyramids built? You're the history I forager. I uh, all right, I forgot. I shouldn't have brought that up. Hang on. When wake the phone up? They were built. Uh, I got it. It's a twenty five hundred uh, fifty BC. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that's farther back than I thought. History was always my weak point. But like, even just say the Renaissance, the Lightning Period, or even that. I don't yeah. think we've become that much smarter. We've become smarter, but I think the IQ has always been somewhat similar. It's just as you get better technology, you're able right. to become smarter. Maybe your IQ doesn't rise, but you're able to become smarter with these better tools. And I mean, just go beyond like with computers now, we're smarter than we've ever been because we can just look up stuff like that right off the bat. Here's what I was thinking about this morning, though, for real. I was thinking about like all these people listening to podcasts, right? Yeah. Like you think about the the education you could get just cutting the grass and listening to podcasts. Like if you listen to the right ones, right? Yeah. Like just just saying, man. It's amazing. And years before you couldn't do that. You couldn't listen to a podcast while you what takes scissors to your lawn? <laughs> well, like, um, but... okay, like, you think about, like, uh, Patrick Wyman. He's, like, this expert in history. And before, like, you would have had to go to UCLA, move there, you know, do all this stuff just so Pay you can cost. move to UCLA. All right, live in LA, right, right. And here, now I can just walk around my neighborhood and and listen to this guy talk about the Roman world or the Mediterranean world. or I think now he's talking about early man, you know. Just plug your phone in and you're getting that perfect lecture, just becoming so much smarter. And right, right. even like MIT or Harvard, everybody looks at them as these Ivy League colleges. You can get such a great education. But MIT, I think it is. You can literally take their like the books they teach to their classes you can for free go on those books and read those same books. 
So you can get that same information that these MIT students are getting. That is cool. That is neat. It's just the thing is, I'm the same way where it's like, uh, to actually then go and pick up those books, like a podcast, like you said, that's kind of fun because you get to hear the guy's lecture. You get to hear what he's saying, the information. And we're just yeah. like in a new age of that. Like my favorites are, uh, you ever hear 20,000 Hertz? No, no, I never have. What's that? It's a podcast. They um they split up with Ted, actually. But it was um basically they just find a sound. Like uh, the guy who voiced Bugs Bunny or Daffy Duck and all those characters, they talked about his history. But then the uh, Netflix intro logo, they talked about the history of that. So like anything sound related, they just dive in and they do a really good job explaining it. So that's a favorite of mine. Then there's just, if I don't want her sound, I can listen to 99% visible or heck, whoever Joe Rogan's interviewing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I love 99% uh, invisible. I think that's a good one. Do you listen to Reveal? Reveal's good. I don't good. know that one. Dude, Is Google that like Reveal. Or Reveal, they'll do a deep dive into a, into a news story. like a, And the news story can be like a... Can be like a uh, like maybe not something recent, like recent, recent, but recent enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they talked about, they did a whole thing on the floods. You probably don't remember it, but you probably weren't even born yet. But, <laughs> but there were these floods in the Midwest that were stupid, like in the 90s. And they did a whole thing on that. Like they did a whole deep dive into those floods and the people and uh, some of the farms and stuff. It, it was amazing. It was just really interesting. I believe it. And one thing that I'm envious about podcasts like that is they are able to interview their guests. And then it's like it takes a lot of editing and a lot of critiquing to be able to have your voice come out clear for the question then cut to the guest to then include the background music they sometimes have. And then when the guest is done speaking, you'll hear the voice go, okay, so he was confused about this point, but then I decided to ask him this. And then like, it just cuts to the guest again. Like they just do a great job sort of like setting it up. So you don't hear the interview. You just hear the questions and the answers and the music and the melody and the everything. Mm-hmm. No. That's yeah, that sounds, that sounds interesting. <laughs> I probably spend so you um you edit and like you I mean you record and upload so you get that raw like authentic feel, right? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm obviously gonna edit. Uh, okay, kids, we're gonna we're gonna pull back the curtain here. Uh, <laughs> this is what our fourth attempt. <laughs> uh. Me and Bill technical are, issues. All right, we had some technical, so I'm going to cut those out. I'm going to cut the, <laughs> but yeah, I figure this will be like an hour and five minutes or something, hour and fifteen, hour and twenty. I don't know. Uh, For me, I'll like have a hour fifteen, and then like I'll just crop so much out that it becomes like fifty five minutes. No, no, I'm like no, and so my thing, my thing also is like, um. So what I'm really doing is I'm doing like an oral history project with this season. 
right? So, like, I'm yeah. talking to people about their world. So, I mean, I'm pretty much... Season like, one was, like, the COVID virus, right? COVID and the Spanish flu. And then, so what happened was... Like, you know how it is. You go on a podcast, right? You go on a podcast to boost your podcast, right? Yeah. So you're sitting there after after your little talk, right? And you're telling me about what's going on with you with COVID or whatever, right? Yeah. And so I realized, I'm like, oh, God, this is a story. Like, this is huge. So let me talk about that. Yeah. And like one of the biggest things was people were missing people all over the country, man. People were missing folks. Still are, I guess. But so I talked to a homelessness lawyer about what's going on. And she said, we have, uh, uh, there's, uh, 34 vacant structures per homeless person before the pandemic. And then after the pandemic, it skyrocketed. You know what I'm saying? It. it legit skyrocketed. What, um, there's that, they're still waiting on like the second stimulus check. And it's just this COVID epidemic with the unemployment, as everybody's heard, I don't want bring it up too much because it's sort of beating the dead horse it just really messed up a lot of people's situations it did it did I mean I saw on the news the other day I saw a line uh, of cars going to this food pantry that was just coming off the highway going for miles miles and miles and miles of that and that's why we talked like aliens we talked uh bigfoot i i don't want to come across for breaking the fourth wall for the audience i don't want to come across as like the uh oh i'm trying to be a smart person who uh only follows what i'm told or whatever i, I don't know like so yeah like as you know <laughs> so i'm gonna tell you i back like i have my flaws i have my mistakes and stuff and i question things the vaccines I was brought up in a family to really question it. They're very um, anti-vaccines. And I, I want my grandma to be healthy. And it was hard to get her to take the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, so you, yeah. Yeah. So you took the vaccine. I mean, so your grandma took the vaccine already. Yeah, she got the first dose. Yeah. 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 And my parents yeah. got the first dose. And... uh my sister is a nurse and she's she's got the she's vaccinated now. Did they but, grow uh, other limbs yet? <laughs> you know, uh we're still looking for the mark of the beast or the microchip or and we don't know yeah, how this fits in. <laughs> we don't know how this fits in with the bipedal space aliens or the lizard people or or whatever, but uh I'm playing, I'm playing. I was sarcasm, people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, like, that theory died off just so quick. It's like, 
Oh, did they have it? a microchip already? It's in your pocket. It's called a Is phone. He's dead now. This, this theory. Okay, good. I hope good. that's I'm the glad. dead horse to be. <laughs> I'm glad it's dead there in Connecticut. I'm I'm really glad that's dead there in Connecticut. What's up, I Georgia? Know. How you doing? <laughs> that's all. Uh, and um, and it's just rough. These people snapping their credit card pi- pictures of their credit card on Facebook are worried about a <laughs> micro. <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> but it, you know, and it's, <laughs> I know, literally, like um, bro, they have satellites that I'm sure can already detect everybody and has lasers at everybody, so they already know. I'm sure, like, there's there's stuff that you know the go- all right. The government have you seen, okay. Have you seen Citizen Four? What's that? It's the documentary with uh, Edward Snowden. I haven't, but that sounds good. Okay, um, it's dry as hell because it's literally <laughs> him in a motel room, in a hotel room in Hong Kong talking. Okay, before he goes off to Russia or whatever. However, that worked out. See Citizen Four, for real. (laughs) (laughs) All right, just do. Sounds good. And and after you do that, like after you see Citizen Four, like, and remember now, this is years. This is years ago at this point. I've heard of this guy. I've heard of this. I need to see that. Okay. All right. So after Citizen Four, so after Citizen Four, and this is years ago. You're going to go through the world and nothing is going to be the same after. You're not going to think of your television the same way again. You're not going to think of your phone the same way again. <laughs> you know, oh, I believe it. You I know saw, what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. In, for like security purposes, right? It's because of that. Everything is literally everything is spying on you for different things. I saw the social dilemma and that creeped me out. And I bet seeing this is going to make me really like really creeped out. <laughs> what's the, okay. What's the social dilemma? That's where the, that's like the social side to it. So, um, it's sort of like Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, they all sort of like social engineer to better keep you addicted. So every part of it is programmed. So you need to keep coming back to the app. Every part of it, tries to keep your attention it's all organized yeah like here's something that hit me like a two by four today with reddit (laughs) you know how reddit is like you're on reddit we we connected again on reddit right so you're on reddit great app (laughs) look i get podcast guests from reddit i'm not poo-pooing reddit but here's my thoughts on reddit right the way the conversations are structured and how people can downvote your co- your comment, etc., forces you to say the to be a hive mind on that thread. <laughs> that's um. Oh yeah, here's my unpopular opinion. Downvoted. <laughs> that's um. <laughs> here's my unpopular s- opinion. Downvote. <laughs> I don't want to. I rec- I want everybody to go to college and whatnot. Like I don't want to bash college. People will take what I'm saying too far, and I don't want you to say it. Want I don't want you to take it too far. But there's a few courses I took. I uh, graduated mechanical engineering. 
But then there were some other courses I took, uh, social related. And if you don't say exactly what the teacher wants to hear, you will get like a D in that course. And I'm not saying that is any like I said anything out of the box. I just wanted to agree, but in a different side. Oh, Man, right. No, I, I know exactly what I mean. I think they call it critical theory or they call it critical theory. And I mean, I have a whole take on that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you're so like, I'm weird. Okay. I'm really strange. Governmental theory fascinates me. Like the theories of why government works and why a, why a government does what it does. Like the theory behind it. Fascinating. To serve the people. Okay. That's the quotations. Well, okay. Like, um, like, okay. Statism, right? Statism. Uh, what is a republic? What is a democracy? How is a democracy different from a republic? Why did John Adams think the way he did? Why did, uh, yeah, et cetera, right? Yeah. The theory behind government fascinates me. I'm I'm strange. I, I get that. Uh, <laughs> but history but, Voyager. <laughs> you know. Also, I can talk for hours and hours about the defensemen playing for the Winnipeg Jets. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but yeah yeah eh. There's a big game against Montreal tonight. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Well, good luck to them. But yeah. well, anyway, to... no. Um. So this whole like critical theory stuff is really just, you know, it's so, so, so incorrect or whatever. Like it's it's just so. You know, like you. First of all, you can't. It, it it necessitates a view of the world that is factually incorrect, first of all. And second, it's just so, so strange. It's so, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I understand that. And yeah, yeah. then I want to play devil's advocate, too, where... Then I see, I was getting a haircut the other day, and my barber was telling me, um, was it the, the, what do you call word, like, you can't, what's it called? It's a, not like a theory, it's like a dilemma where you can't say, uh, all right, I forget what it's called, it will come back to me, but the idea is you have to be intolerant to intolerance, or else intolerance what is gonna win so i in like so like say the what are they called q in or the uh the proud yeah. boys stuff like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm a i i'm not a fan of it i disagree with that i don't support it so <laughs> the theory is you have to be intolerant to that intolerance or else it'll spread or the kkk is a really easy example but then at the same time you go overboard with like these courses or like what we just said, what you just said. 
And it's like, well, I need to be free-minded. I need to have an open mind. I need to be able to critically think. There's a difference between having an open mind and like, okay. Right. So there's a difference between having an open mind, okay, and being like, okay, do I think Hillary Clinton ran a pedophile ring out of a pizza parlor? Uh, No. Actually, I don't. A guy showed up and like shot the pizza place, I remember hearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like okay, here's another one. Um, do I think celebrities are eating babies to stay young? Uh, no. Why not? Um, because that would be everywhere. If that was real, do you understand that would be everywhere? Oh, that's insane. Do you know what I'm saying? These people are smart, too. They're not animals. I don't think they're going to start doing... <laughs> and where have we seen them living forever, you know? Or, I, like, heard... okay... Yeah. yeah. Or, like, okay, what's what's another one? Um, Lizard people, that's one. Yeah, no, the right. And where... Do, okay. Do I think lizard people run the world? Uh, no. No, I do not. Why don't I think that? Um, let me think about why I don't think that. Because I have a reason. <laughs> I have lots of reasons. Okay. Here's one. Here's the reason. Ready? Ready for the reason? Yeah. Um, at some point... At some point, and I don't remember when exactly, there was a ship voyage that went around the world that the Portuguese did, okay? All right? And this ship voyage has been reconstructed largely because these are places where these people can speak Portuguese, okay? All right? Yeah. Okay, that was a secret. Nobody knows exactly when that ship voyage happened, right? That was a state secret of Singapore, of uh, Portugal, right? Okay, here's another one. Um, At some point... The British Empire, okay, at some point, the British Empire decided that it was going to create a war in South Africa, okay? We know that because things came out, okay? All right? If you're telling me that you think the world is run by bipedal lizards, why have we not seen evidence of that in time? Like, in, you know what I'm saying? Why why are there not documents about that? Well, the thing is, you can't disprove it, because then you say it's like, oh, the government's got it all wrapped up, or then they show you some evidence, and 
it might it's not legit evidence but it's like okay. oh we see these I'll, little I'll grant you that okay sure like the bigfoot pictures we talked about like oh that's the evidence but you can't prove it with it you okay. know okay all right let's go to okay so here's so have you ever kept a secret in your life never <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> okay but you've told somebody that secret right yeah there's somebody who knows that secret but you're keeping it from me right you're keeping it from me you're keeping it from i don't know the guy down the road whatever whatever but there's somebody who knows there's somebody other than you that you told that who knows that secret i'll give a for an example my podcast only like two or three of my closest friends like know about it not even my family knows about it but yeah something like that's that. weird that's crazy. <laughs> i know i, I <laughs> I can't, I mean, no, that's, look, I got people coming out. Okay. My point is, (laughs) my point is, which country is hiding from which other country that the lizards are running the world, right? And you would have, okay. Um, all right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to walk this, I'm trying to walk a line here. Um, there's things that some people know about Trump and Russia going back through time because they read newspapers in other countries, right? And other Wait, countries so they report went back in time. Trump has been laundering money for Russia for years. Oh, He'd I heard of something like late seventies, right? Yeah, and yeah. in fact, it's 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 crazy. You can actually go to any public library in this country, and you can read books dated like 2013, 2014, and you can read the sentence: "Trump is laundering money for Russia," right? Yeah, I know. I wrote a. I wrote a paper in master's degree school where I mentioned that Donald Trump was laundering money for Russia. Suddenly this became like this whole big shock and this whole big thing. No, he's not. Yes, actually he was. And the press reported it for years, right? The world press reported this for years. Okay. So, okay. If the if bipedal lizards were running the world, not only would you know about it, but it would be everywhere. Right? Yeah. It it would literally be everywhere. And you would literally be having these arguments in the press all the time or on Twitter all the time. And you know, and there there hasn't been a regime, there has never been a regime that won't tell you that the regime is good, right? So therefore, the regime has to tell you that it exists at all, okay? Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, in order, for, in order for Saddam Hussein to tell Iraq that Saddam Hussein is good, Saddam Hussein first has to say that he exists, 
But what if the lizard people aren't good though? Like, then they don't have to. But so, but no, okay, but that's okay. But there's no government. There's there is no government around that doesn't tell you that it that it isn't great, right? Yeah. You look at North Korea. You look at uh, China. You look. You look at Cuba. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I live in Atlanta, therefore, like Atlanta has a lot of Cubans, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not as many as Miami, but we have a lot. You can't, and they'll all tell you, you know, Cuba. Cuba will tell you that Cuba is great. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if there were, if there really were lizard aliens running the world, first of all, they'd be on television all the time. <laughs> yeah and also at least one of them would probably slip like be like hey if that were the case they're perfectly blended in or something one of them would probably like make a mistake right or what was the um god what was the thing where oh, shit what was the thing that happened oh the war on drugs <laughs> oh, that's come up so many the times war on dr- okay so yeah. what was going on in south america right while it was happening the american public didn't really know about it but nowadays you learn about it on narcos the show narcos okay yeah you see what i'm saying think so so what like the truth sort of comes out like that the truth is gonna come out so if you're saying that if you're saying that bipedal lizard aliens have been running the world for hundreds of years why do only your little friends know about it (laughs) one of my favorite things is i saw like a meme the other day of facebook where it's like oh i've I got this perfect insider information about what the government's doing that's corrupt that no one else knows about. Or why doesn't the government do this super obvious thing that I was able to get the insider look from my Facebook account as a regular everyday person? Yeah, uh, I've seen those too. That's aren't those hilarious? <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah, I and wish people, I could quote I, it exactly. I mean, people believe it. That's the sad thing is people believe it. I, one of my closest, my cousin, who's like a brother to me, showed he's in the QAnon, and he literally yeah. got me the inside access to QAnon or QAnon, however you say it. And I'm just yeah. like going through these comments, going through like this whole thing, and I'm just like, uh, like come on, man, like you can't think that's how it actually is. I can't. I wish I could do an example, but it's just like the most brutal. Like, here's a picture of this politician. And this politician was doing this, and so that proves this exactly. And then here's all these articles, but all these, if you look, these articles are BS, fake, bullshit. And it's like, they reference and cite the most chaotic stuff that just doesn't go anywhere. Right. I mean, critical thinking in this country is lacking. It just (laughs) is lacking. Eh. It's true, and that's why, like, the flat earth what if the earth is flat though and what if the government is 
I mean, all right, wait. First, I want to say this. Before we said it and emphasized it, I don't know. So I know the, the Earth bi- isn't flat. It could be. I don't think it is, but no. it could be. I don't know. <laughs> Have you been in a plane? Of course. Yeah. I've been in a plane. I've been in a plane <laughs> on a clear day. I went on a plane in a plane to Los Angeles. Okay. It was a clear day. The whole country. It was a clear day. Um the earth is not flat. I had a window seat. I don't want to hear it. But what if <laughs> what if that small curve you see is an illusion of <laughs> when you um oh wait, no, I looked at flat earth was the I uh, first I'm gonna say this, I'm not a flat earther at all. I, I know the earth is round. But their response was if you take a camera and you take a picture of it. There's like an artificial circle or something or flat. And when you look out the window of an airplane, it's like the reverse of that. You kind of get what I'm saying? I want to know. Okay. (laughs) Here's what I want to know. I want to know what jobs these people have. And I want to know who hired them. And I want to know why. Like, what was their qualification, right? What was the thing that they had that some round-earth-believing person didn't have, right? Yeah. And the next thing I want to know is... Let me try and see see if I can say this right. Yeah. The next thing I want to know is... I want to know... What else they think? Because <laughs> if you think the earth is flat, <laughs> there's a whole lot of things that you think that are just flat out wrong. <laughs> you you sure you want to know what they're thinking? <laughs> well, not just about the flat earth. I want to know, yeah. like, you know, what? <laughs> okay. I have a, I have a small theory of why I think People become flat earthers or QAnon or something like that. I hear it. Yeah, what is it? So again, I'm no scientist or social scientist, whatever you call it. I'm a regular person. But my theory is that everybody sort of wants to be unique. Everybody sort of wants to be special. Everybody wants to have an understanding and be smarter than everyone else. Everybody wants to not be average. So then when given this little bit of information about that can give you some light about how the world really operates when given this idea that, Oh, everyone is a sheep. But if you look at this and understand this, this factual evidence, it's quotation marks, factual evidence. You'll be in the elite group of people that knows how the world really works. And everyone else is sort of like this sheep. You you're one of the smart people who knows the truth. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Uh, That's my I do. Theory on it. And that's not a bad theory. And I, I kind of agree with that. Like, I, I'm not saying you're wrong because I think part of part. I think you're right. Partly. But why do you go to YouTube and look at a guy riding down the road talking about it? Like, because why that is guy's he the got expert? the uh, Yeah, that's where that's where why that is, critical thinking needs to come in. <laughs> why is he the expert? He's wearing a wife beater. He's wearing a a tank top or wife beater in a car talking to you. 
Why is he? What expertise does he have? He's Not being got, a snob, I'm, I'm just asking a question. He's got that weird, like, authenticity. Like, oh, all the scientists, all of the, those people are fake and bought out. But I'm a and real I, smart guy who's smarter than them all. And I'm going to show you the truth. And we're talking about, I know we're talking about the same guy. I know we are. <laughs> and I know that you have friends or family or whatever that has seen this guy the same as I have. I know that's true. It just boggles. I mean, again, I go back to what jobs do these people have? <laughs> the people like, that support, or the guy himself, or the people that, that okay, the people that think that a guy riding down the road in a wife beater and sunglasses, who knows about physics and science, and he knows the world is lying to you, right? What job do those people have who think he's telling you the truth? Who said yes to them? Because somebody said yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then, yeah. I, you know. I don't know. I hear you know like, I know, I know. Like, what kind of like? <laughs> all right, you hear this person's watching it, and then you find out the person's a doctor who's doing open heart surgery on you tomorrow. Like, I'm not expecting that. <laughs> that would be scary if my doctor had to do open heart surgery on me, and he's a uh, or she's uh, a a QAnon person. <laughs> I'd be like, can I get the next one? <laughs> Actually, what I would do, what I would, what I would do from now on on every application, if I was printing out applications. What I would do from now on is, do you think the COVID vaccine is fake? Yes or no? Do you think COVID is fake? Yes or no? Yes, up then right out the window. <laughs> I <laughs> I tweeted something two days ago. I don't know if you saw it, but it was in reference to an application. But it's like the yeah. guy he um he prints out the he prints out the application. And as he walks by the assistants, the assistants like, "Oh, you're gonna give it. Uh, you're gonna give them a call up. You're gonna give them the job." Oh no, I just wanted to test out how my new paper shredder works. <laughs> and they just throw it right in that shredder. Did that joke that, not land? Was that was that real? <laughs> no, it's a it's a joke. It's a, one of those tweet jokes about how yeah. it's hard to get a job for some people. So it's like sad that's what's that really that's happening. actually it's actually kind of sad that I was like. Is that real? <laughs> no, it could be. I know I'm yeah. somebody who, when they got job applications, they would throw half of the applications in the trash because they didn't want to hire unlucky people. Whoa. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Can't argue with that logic, I guess. I. <laughs> Oh, was this person in HR? What was the deal? Like, what I forgot was the, the job. This was like five years ago, but it, was some, it wasn't like a big company or anything, but it was like a decent company getting a decent amount of applications. I think it was a, it wasn't like HR, but somebody who had like control. You know what I'm saying? You throw out half of the applications because you don't want to hire unlucky people. Oh my <laughs> God. I mean, 
in a way, it's not wrong. Those people are unlucky, I guess, but there goes your yeah. person who could have been perfect for the job. Uh. <laughs> and <laughs> we were talking about like the QN and stuff, and there's something I wanted to bring up there too. I forgot what it was. All right. We, we can said circle my, back around to QAnon. You, you said something about like a, there's a theory. Um, no, I said the theory. You said that's okay. Yes or no if you s- believe in the vaccine for an application. Yeah, never mind. I, I lost it. It was something good. Well, like not did you get the vaccine or not, but do you think it's real? Yeah. <laughs> and I want the bill off that, but I forgot what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing too. When you forget something, you know how like right now you you forgot something earlier on too, but your brain blocks out things that are similar to what you're trying to remember to help you remember. But the problem is your brain blocks out that particular thing in the process, and that's why you can't remember something. Shit. You know what, though? Like, here's something. Here's something that that I learned in film school, right? And then I actually learned it in real life for real. Like in the center of your field of vision. So the center of your field of vision is totally made up. Like it's totally constructed. Like there's, that's not really what's there. Is that the finger thing where you put your finger out and then it like disappears? So the retinal, your retinal nerve attaches in the center of your eyeball. Okay, so check this out, right? Check this out. Um, so I was looking for this coffee maker. Like, I was in my apartment at the time. I was looking for my coffee maker. Couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. It's a big coffee maker. It's a huge coffee maker. Right? The best coffee maker. <laughs> it, was, it was a huge coffee maker. It was huge, right? Huge. Yeah. It was literally right in front of me the entire time. <laughs> and I swear to God, I swear to God, not only not only could I not see it, but I was looking at the wall on the other side of the coffee maker. <laughs> Where's the coffee maker? Let me look at this wall real quick. <laughs> like I was seeing, okay, and the way the what made it happen was a a, a Chinese menu or something fell out from under the <laughs> like fell down and I was like what and then I it's crazy <laughs> wow you said retinas too I was watching um you ever see those Joe Rogan little ten minute clips yeah like on YouTube I was watching the other day. Where there's now like, or they tried to be bare knuckle boxing. So with no padding or anything on your hands, these people would like MMA box and this guy's retinas. Well, I don't know if it was this same fight, but this guy's retinas were like, no, the guy, the guy put a little bit of concrete in his gloves for UFC, socked the guy so hard. Oh, his yeah. Retinas disconnected. Yeah. The bare knuckle fighting was something else, but yeah, like that. I think did he get that off of CSI or did CSI get that off him? But totally, I'm not sure. 
But then I, I remember that. Like I remember that as a story, as a news story. Yeah. And I mean, believe didn't it. he go to jail? It's, you have to. That's got to be attempted murder. That's got to be something. Yeah. Jesus. If you um, like, I mean, Mike Tyson, his fists are legally considered weapons. So if you're a UFC fighter who has like weapons on your hands and you're fighting weapon to weapon, but then you well, that's like um, your weapon. I mean, if you're over a certain level in martial arts or whatever, like I don't remember right off, but if you're over a certain level in martial arts and you get in a fight, um, yeah, you can't fight, right? You'll like get arrested or something because well, you you can reason. you can fight, but it better be for a reason. Yeah. Like you it better be, it out. better be, it best be self defense. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't be like, oh, I'm an MMA fighter and I'm in the bar. Let me start a fight real quick. Just uh, oh, I don't know. I saw this thing it. on Twitter. I saw this thing on Twitter where, where this kid um got into an argument. I tried to get into an argument with this guy. These two guys were trying to get in this argument, and the one guy was smaller like was smaller and like shorter and like he like the setup the guy who tweeted this out was a fight fan right he was a fight fan but like even i not a fight fan could tell look at that guy's ear right oh he had the um like i forget what you call it but like the mushroom ear the cauliflower ear. Cauliflower. Like I was like, look at that guy's ear, son. Oh, oh, oh boy. Um, dude. Oh, oh sh- okay. <laughs> Yo, bro, t- take a step back there. <laughs> yeah, I know you got some pounds on him, but uh, boy. And then, like, I think he even like you even heard the guy say, "You don't want to fight me." <laughs> that sounds familiar. I feel like I've seen like, that. Yeah, he goes like the kid goes. You, you don't want to fight me. <laughs> I, I could just imagine him being like, "Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, I do." No, no, listen, you, you don't want to fight me, bro. <laughs> and then, like, I think the guy even, I think the little kid even let him get in the first lick or whatever. And then, like, I mean, he just took him down. <laughs> Took him wow. right down, like just like you know, like oh, he's done this before. He's done this, maybe even a couple of hours. You know, he knows he just did what down he's the doing. alley over there. <laughs> no, like he he picked him. He he like almost like tipped him over, like just <laughs> boom, like down you go. Wow, I saw down goes Fraser. I, I don't know if it's the same video. But I remember I saw one where, like, this dude socks him or tries to and the guy eats it. And one of the yeah. comments was, like, if you punch a guy and he barely flinches, you don't go back for the second or third punch. You don't keep punching. <laughs> because, yeah, like, it was the same idea where, like, the guy socks him. He keeps trying to punch him. And, like, it just was a one fight. I, fight I, got, after that. I have a friend. Uh, I had a friend in high school who was. Uh, that's how I know the thing about martial arts. I have a friend in high school that was pretty high up in martial arts at the time, and now he's even higher. And he told me, he said, uh, 
he said, like, when you start a fight with somebody, like, in the world, you know? Yeah. And you look at that person's hands or just whatever, right? If they've got their fist balled up, that's one thing. But if they've got their hands open to you, <laughs> you, you don't want to fight that person. that's one of those lessons i remember hearing that's why like if i were again get in a fight i'd probably like bluff my hands open to see if that like fucked with the person (laughs) like okay like he um he did that thing that they can do with the with the blocks with the cinder blocks a lot like Like he would just practice doing that like all the time punching cinder blocks he would no. He wouldn't punch it. He would. He would take his hand through it. He'd take his hand and he'd push through it hard. Oh, I've seen that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I've Apparently, he lives that. in Japan now. But yeah, maybe it's good for the fighting scene. I know to just when I was younger, like if you just punch your knuckles together, if you do it like the first day, if you do it, it probably will start hurting after like 30 punches because your knuckles. One thing about a fight that everybody, if you were to get in a fight tomorrow, no matter who you are, if you're not in shape, you'll get tired out real quick and your knuckles will hurt like hell if you just hit the guy in the head. So when I was younger, I would like punch my knuckles together just in case I got in a fight because you feel them get much stronger over time. Yeah. It's just, I mean, like, so while just doing that, punching a cinder block, that guy must have some hard knuckles that must really It hurt. wasn't. It was the tips of his fingers. It, what, his the fingers? fingertips are crazy. Like, his fingertips are, are probably nuts. Can he like do nuts. that a uh, one inch punch that uh who was it Jackie Chan would do? Or no, the other one. What's the one inch punch? I forget. You put your fingers on the guy's chest, like with your hands straight out, and then you just close them and punch the guy and if you can oh, do yeah. it right, you can like stop his heart or something. You can kill a you can kill a man like that. Yeah, for real. Yeah. For real. Yeah, for real. A kid got hit by a lacrosse ball at like a neighboring high school. Back when I was in yeah. high school, and like it hit him in the perfect spot, that his heart just like exploded or something. Yeah, because if you time it with the heartbeat, that's what it was too. Like the hit at the perfect time in the heartbeat that just did. Yeah. Well, like it happened to. Uh, there was a baseball player, I think, that happened to. Like years like... ago. I mean, I was alive because I remember seeing it. Like I remember seeing it on the news. But yeah. Wow. Yeah, baseball's yeah. a weird one. You got people taking acid throwing no hitters and then you have the reality. I know, right? That side. Totally, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. Well I, yeah. we've been at it for Jesus God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've been at this for a while. Yeah. Let's start the download, man. Got the download. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Uh, Bill, you want to talk about your podcast? Yep. I'm uh, 
Bill Trofeski with The Way Podcast. For more, go to podcasttheway.com. And if you're in Connecticut, Wednesdays at 5 o'clock, I'm on the radio, 91.7. And, um, yeah, what I do is I just sit down and interview people who are experts. Or I don't even interview anymore, and I just like to just sit down and talk with them. Had a get somebody from prison call in for an episode, Death Row. Uh, journalists uh, on Methadone. Ken Lewis, producer, just random people who are experts, doctors, etc. So yeah, tune in for that. All right. Okay, everybody. This has been Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager. And if you're still listening to this podcast, thank you. And by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, season three of my deep dive is going to be on the Tula bubble. Uh, and I'm researching that and it's fascinating. And that'll come out pretty soon. All right, Bill. um, Hang on the line with me while this downloads. Sounds good.